Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you found it increasingly harder and harder to uh, pay attention to what you are doing, the task at hand? Do you find your mind wandering or even getting up and going into the other room to get something only to get there and forget what you were there for? If you if you're nodding up and down and agreeing with me, today is the day. I definitely want you to stick with me as we talk about strengthening your attention muscle. Come on, you can do it. Stick with me. I'll see you on the flip. Yay, you made it. All right. So we've got some stuff to talk about today. I am finding for myself that my attention needs an overhaul. It is time for me to get into the gym and strengthen my muscle to pay attention. I have been finding myself going all over the place and guess what? I'm not alone. And I uh, got inspired by an article. Yes, y'all know I read a lot of articles and things, but I got inspired by an article um, that was in the Harvard Review. And it is, um, let me make sure I give her proper attribution, Mara Thomas Thomas. And she's a speaker and a coach for productivity. She's even had a TEDx talk. And um, she wrote an article about attention management. And so I wanted to give her a shout out because she helped inspire some of the stuff I'm going to talk to you about today. And when I was reading the article, it was just wisdom smacks all over the place of things that, you know, how you, there are things that you already know, but when they come in a, in a certain path or a certain recipe, they click in a different way. And that's what happened as I was looking at that. And it just so happened that it was one of my little uh, trips through. uh, I was supposed to be looking for something else and came across that article in the Harvard Business Review. And I was like, oh, let me read it. But it tended, you know, it worked out. And I'm going to touch a little bit on what she was saying and, of course, give you some wisdom smacks. So let's get into it. So the first thing is, is the way um, she defines attention management is your ability to control distractions, your ability to be present in the moment, find your flow and maximize your focus to unleash your genius. For many of us, our attention management Uh, is the main ingredient we need to, for a lot of people, remain gainfully employed, for other people to uh, keep guilt of underperformance far away. For all my perfectionists and worthiness people out there, he is looking at you. 
wink, wink. Um, and, and it also can be the very difference between, for some people, a healthy mind and a depressed mind. Because there are, there are things that we don't realize are important to us. But let me ask you this. When's the last time you had like a to-do list and not necessarily written down, but there are many things that you knew you wanted to get done or needed to get done and you got them done. And especially if you got them done in the time span that you wanted, you are probably just, you know, realizing, yeah, don't you feel good? Don't you have this sense of accomplishment? Don't you have the sense of a boost to your confidence in who you are? And if you not, if you don't, it's okay. But for the most part, most people, when you get done what it was you set out to do, there is a reward that is internal that no one can take away from you. And that's the great thing about it. And for a lot of us, it's getting to the point where those rewards are far and few between. And it's not necessarily our fault but we have some culpability in it as well. In the way we have set up to do things, there is this this issue that we have where we always want to make sure that we are Johnny on the spot and that if somebody else is needing something from us, we tend to lose our focus and lose our priorities to jump right on that. Lest anyone say that we are not good at what we do, that we are not attentive, that we are not providing good customer service. And so we end up falling into a hopeless cycle of lost priorities and having reactionary um, um uh, just not reactionary, just being reactive all the time on defense, playing defense. And it's no fun and it's got to stop. And so I was quite pleased when I happened up on this article because I had already been making some notes. And let me go on and, and talk with you a little bit about some of the, the wisdom smacks that I had been, you know, getting and uh, bringing in a few of the things that I got uh, as I was reading what Miss Thomas had to say as well. And so one of the things that I really wanted to uh, make sure that I get out, you know, if nothing else, <laughs> I wanted to get out that we have to realize that we have a whole bunch of unrefined thoughts that we play with daily. And most of the time, we don't realize that when we are needing to be attentive, when we're needing to focus and prioritize, we are going to be confronted with the unrefined thoughts, the unrefined um, ideas that are rough. And I know I was guilty of this. I was guilty of when I needed to focus and, and pay attention, I wanted everything to come out, you guessed it, totally polished, totally refined, and ready to go. And it was when my quote-unquote thoughts were all over the place and I had to try to shave them, polish them, reassemble them, break them down, you know, make them make sense to not only me, that I would get frustrated. And not only would I get frustrated because of dealing with how thoughts and ideas normally come unrefined. But and on top of that, 
all of the things that we're we take for granted that we're supposed to do were invading. Whether it was email or direct message uh, notifications on myriad devices. I don't even have Facebook on my phone, but I have it on my my desktop because I run groups in Facebook and I have people reaching out. Even though I tell them, you know, no customer service issues there, they still tend to do that instead of hitting up my help desk. And um, I have DMs in my Instagram and it's like, oh my goodness. Uh, And like I said, we are trained to be little hopping bunnies whenever somebody says, I need this or I need that. Because people, they say they understand but if you don't get back to them or acknowledge that you've gotten something, then yap, 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 yap. They didn't do this or this, that, you know, I didn't like how you ignored it or whatever. And it, it, it gets to be a bit much. And lo and behold, I was reading that article and Miss Thomas, she actually addressed that. And so um, I'll talk a little bit about um, how she addressed that with regards to priorities. But I really kind of want to just take a little moment to continue to finesse and and work with this idea of when you are trying to focus and concentrate and when you're trying to accomplish things and get stuff done it we know a lot of the issues at hand we know that there are distractions we know a lot of times the things that distract us. I can tell you all day long to turn your phone off. I can tell you all day long to turn off your notifications. I can tell you all day long to get up and go in another room and tell people to leave you alone and all of that. But when it comes down to it, it starts at the root. And yes, she talked about some of the stuff I'm talking about, and I like the way how she broke it down. But for the purpose of wisdom, I, 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 I truly believe that if we get to as close to the source as possible and work back up, we won't be inundated with all of these actions that don't really solve the issue. And so real quickly, she talks like what I was just talking about, you know, the external culprits and the internal culprits of technology being external in your environment. And then, of course, the in, uh, internal ones of um, um, a busy mind and uh, behaviors that, you know, are habitual and even thoughts. But then I looked at that and I was like, you know, all of this stuff, I've talked about it, I've written about it, I've taught about it. Um, And it doesn't seem to really scratch where people are itching when it comes to strengthening our attentive mind. And I know that it is something that we all have to work with. And it's something that we can't outsource. We can't get somebody else to do it for us. And it's simple, but it's it's hard. And it comes down to a sense of knowing and believing. I have this podcast that I've been meaning to do, and it's uh, basically it's that age-old philosophical question of do you believe or do you know? And whether or not people can have beliefs or knowings that are mutually exclusive or must they be together? And 
like I said, I was mulling over that one because I've been meaning to do it for a while. And I was like, no, it's not time for that. And when I was looking at uh, how I had landed on this, this article when I was looking for something else. And I was like, see, this is what I get. I sat there and I thought about it. And I immediately had the intent to go to the foundations. And guess what I found? I believe wisdom was showing me um, of the of the the foundations of what to do. Are you ready? Okay, here you go. Breathing. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but breathing. And there are so many different breathing techniques that uh, have been touted for health, for centering. Um, I use some of them when working with people who are having anxiety and panic attacks. And so don't sleep on breath. Breathing, oh my goodness, breathing will do a lot for you. And so when strengthening your attention, what I'm going to say is this, and it might sound radical, but it might make all the sense, all the you know sense in the world, is that I want you to give yourself opportunity to do what we would call getting back in your body. Because when we get distracted, when we get out of the uh, out of what we were supposed to be doing, when we lose focus of our own priorities, we tend to lose a hold on living a life of choice instead of a life of, of circumstances based on reacting all the time. And it always comes back to where do you start? And I thought about this, and this is, I'm going to just tell you that how I, I think wisdom led me to starting with getting your breathing back in order. Uh, for one, studies have shown that when people sit and look at computers a lot or when they are in a repetitious uh, endeavor that they tend to breathe more shallow. And they're actually saying that shallow breathing is the new sitting, it's the new detriment and that it has longer lasting effects than even sitting too much. You know how they used to say sitting was the new smoking? Well, Shallow breathing is the new sitting. And when you deprive your body and your mind of enough deep breaths, you are defenseless when it comes to both internal and external distractions and impediments. When your mind starts racing and you go off into daydreaming and and when you are... uh dealing with behaviors that have run amok and are out of control, one of the best things that you can do is, you guessed it, get back into your body with some good, deep breathing. So I'm going to give you a quick little breathing exercise that I don't even have to show you. It, it'll make sense when I say it. And it's, it's part of the pranayana breathing technique of bringing in the breath and letting it sit and then allowing it to ease out, not forcing it out, but allowing it to ease out and doing it in a certain amount of cycles so that your circadian rhythm and your sympathetic and parasympathetic systems of the body come back in line, it will help you. It will help you to um, 
Start working on reoxygenating your blood, help you to flush out a lot of the toxins um, of the neurotransmitters that have been bouncing around in that sludgy blood that you have, uh, have ox- you know, um, dehydration from lack of deep breathing and good proper oxygenating. And I just need you to understand that this is so simple, but it is one of the most difficult things for people to be mindful of to do. So with this breathing, I want you to take in five, count, you know, five beats and hold it for five beats and then release it for five beats. And I want you to do that for a cycle of at least, if you can, at least six times. And so that means that you're going to be spending um, a little over a minute to do that because each cycle is going to be 15 seconds. I'd like for you to do it where you could get it up to about two minutes of doing that cycle of counting in, you know, breathing in. And when I, when you breathe in, I don't want you to necessarily just try to take in a big air bubble gulp of air. If you can, I want you to breathe in through your nose. But when you breathe in, imagine, pretend or visualize that you're breathing in enough air for it to go down to the bottom of your stomach where there's a beautiful lotus and you're trying to bring in enough air for the lotus flower to open up fully and then holding it Imagining that that lotus flower is benefiting from all that air that you've just taken in and then allow the air after your five seconds of holding it, allow the air to gently release out of your mouth, not forcing it, but for about five counts. So that whole repetition should come to about 15 seconds. And like I said, if you can, please do um, at least six of them. You know, that that will be about a minute and a half. But if you can push it to two minutes, all the better. And what will start to happen is you will start to get a sense of well-being. You will start to feel more settled and solid in your body. And if you like and you catch yourself uh, that you need to breathe, after you get through breathing, Do a stretch, stand up if you're sitting, move about for just a minute and and allow not only the new oxygen that you've brought in into your body in in a meaningful and intentional way, but also by moving around, what you are doing is you're doing a proper reset. And as you reset, be mindful, be attentive, and... Be aspirational that I am going to focus. I am going to pay attention. Now, the article, going back to what Miss Thomas said, she talked about not just focus, she talked about what you attend to. And so for her, giving attention to things uh, and managing that is a way for you to become more productive. It's a way for you to lower your uh, or lower or manage your stress. And what she was talking about was attention 
uh, being focused on what you choose to focus on. And I think that's really powerful. And that's the reason why I'm even mentioning what she said, because when we are trying to strengthen our attention muscle, there is an inherent understanding that what you attend to is what you've chosen to attend to. You see, what you focus on is not necessarily something that you choose. Many times you're being manipulated to focus on things. And uh, Seth Golden uh, uh, actually said, he said that we hear what we focus on. He said that, I think, today or yesterday in, in one of his blogs. And I was like, that is something. And the reason why I say that is because um, there are many times when I've said something, like I'm doing a, um, a training with a group uh, now, and they're not them, but I've, I uh, was noticing how I believe because we're all having to be more focused <laughs> because of being in the lockdown, they are not tending to mishear what they want to hear. Now, I do have a few of them, but for the most part, no. And it's because when you live this this revved up life where you're constantly running, constantly trying to fulfill everyone's need, and this part two, constantly trying to be right because it's detriment on your reputation if you're wrong, you tend to focus on what makes the loudest noise. And so focus is not necessarily something that you're in control of as much as you are with attention. Because like I said, with attention, you get to choose what you focus on. And so strengthening your attention muscle means that you're going to strengthen your ability to not only choose, but to choose well. Because that's another thing that gets us. Some people are really great at their attention, but they choose horribly. I think about some of the uh, times I've uh, observed uh, teenage behavior. And they have an ability to focus and, uh, and give attention to what they want to the dismay of their parents and everyone else. But because their little brains are still trying to grow, their uh, hemispheres of the brain are still trying to separate, their attention and focus is on the wrong thing. And it takes some time for them to grow and for them to understand it. But I've always wondered, what is it between when they can focus on a video game or whatever it is that entertains them, their phones or texting or whatever, what happens between that time and when they get, you know, to around 25, 26, when they start battling with attention, just like the rest of us. Those are the things that I am, I'm very curious about when I think about it. But one of the things that I'm also wanting to make sure that I, I say, and excuse me, guys, I'm trying not to cough here, is that when you start looking at how to build that muscle and you start doing your breathing and you start there, what you'll start to notice is that when you come back into your mind and, and your sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, you mean your head and your gut start lining back up, you start to notice things. And when you start to notice things, what you're doing is, is you're starting to notice who or what is trying to steal your attention or your focus or when an attempt is being made to do that. 
Let me say that again. By starting with something as simple as taking the time to deliberately, intentionally reoxygenate your mind and your body with your breathing and maybe moving around, getting up, changing where the, the position of your body, uh, stepping in time and place for a few seconds or whatever. When you get back to it, you'll start to notice things like, hmm, that notification on my phone, it was trying to steal my attention. Or uh, I need to not work on this particular um, thing right now because it's not top priority. And I'm very thankful for that because um, I started, like I said, I, I started uh working on it today, you know, to, to see if, if, if that was really the case. Because I'm going to tell you, there are times when for the life of me, I'll look back over my day and I'm like, why didn't I get what I said done? And I really tried to work on it. And in hindsight, I was totally out of my body. I was totally in my head and being run by external fo- uh, forces that I wasn't aware were usurping my ability to attend to what I choose to. And so it's really important that we start there. And then after you start with the breathing, because I want you to get in the habit because that's what I'm recommitting to. I put it on my vision board right up here in front of me in my office and I'm going to remember to breathe and get back in my body. The next thing is, is to start working on your thoughts because with your breathing, you're going to become more aware of those wayward thoughts. And to me, after the the breathing and it's funny that when we come into this world we get the gift of breathing and when we leave this world we give that gift back and in between that the next thing we get is our ability to think and create and your thoughts are something that you're going to have i don't like the word controlling but i like the word managing because i like it as a harmonic thing that happens Because to me, controlling thoughts means that you're only uh, you're you're only going to manufacture thoughts, but you can get inspirations and insights, and so that's why I like to say managing thoughts. And so, when you start to drift, gently guide yourself back to focus. And there are going to be many, 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 especially if you're in the creative. uh, line of work like I'm in, I'm in there are going to be many times that you get ideas and sparks and even things that you need to remember that are important. And what you would want to do is to take it old school. I have um, these little, they're about the size of uh, index cards, but there are little spiral bound notebooks that I get from either the dollar store or Walmart or whatever about a book. And I will write stuff down. And once I get through when I'm being good, y'all, when I'm being good, <laughs> when I'm working with my timer, I will, once I get through, I will uh, either address them or when I'm really being good, I will do them in the time that I've allotted. So in the last few minutes that we have, I want to talk to you about another practical thing that I learned actually from a comedian, Jerry uh, Seinfeld, and it's called Don't Break the Chain. And this is another way to strengthen your ability to attend to what you will and to focus. And the way it is, is real simple. And I actually have an app on my phone that I use. And with Don't Break the Chain, what it is, is you can set up 
certain things that you want to get done and that you possibly need to get done, like a daily podcast, (laughs) you know, and those types of things. And so with the Don't Break the Chain, it's simple. Uh, Jerry says, get get a calendar, uh, get a red marker and a black marker or whatever. And on the days that you get done what you said you were going to get done, like one thing, not a whole list of stuff, y'all, one or two things or whatever. When you get it done, put a black check. When you don't, put an X, a red X. But what you want to do is you want to have as many successive consecutive days of black checks. And that's the goal to don't break the chain. So if it means that you need to write every day, speaking to myself, that's on my list. Jerry was like, he needed to write a joke every day or practice his craft of writing a joke every day. Whatever it is that you want to give attention to, you want to grow your focus and a byproduct of that is growing your confidence and your uh, mastery of it, set up a, a simple don't break the chain to be able to start taking back your ability and your right to choose and have the life that you choose instead of the life that you live as a byproduct of all the running around you do. And let me just say one other thing, um, because I'm making the assumption that you guys know about notifications on your phone, distractions and the like. I will say that you possibly are in need of, like I am, um, a a distraction a detoxification. Most people say, oh, I'm, I'm taking a social media fast or whatever. And they still don't realize that it's not just the social media. It's the act of being distracted and giving up your right to say no to a distraction. And so it's more so that if you're going to try to identify your distractions, I'm not saying that you you necessarily want to do it this way, but instead of saying, oh, I'm going to fast from social media, instead say, I'm going to manage when I look at my notifications, when I get on social media and what I do. And then the other thing, uh, if you are in a position like I find myself where I have to provide customer service for people and I have to you know, get them things, Start to manage that. One of the greatest things I did was in my little help desk, when people send me something, if they go through the help desk, it tells them, please give 24 to 72 hours uh, to get back to you. Your request has been received. And normally I get it done within 12 hours, but it gives me time to not be spazzing out and freaking out, depending on if I've got a lot of stuff happening or if not, because it helps me to manage expectations because that, that, that gets to me. It really does. And I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people, we actually are engaged with people and it it will get to you. And not for nothing, I want you to understand that this is going to take time. Do not try to go all in, all or nothing. If nothing else, when you find that you are all over the place, you can't seem to focus, you want to, every time you're supposed to do something and you sit down and look at it, all of a sudden you got to go find a snack in the kitchen, go to the bathroom and do anything else. Before you get up, before you do anything else, 
I want you to breathe. I want you to take those five breaths in, hold them, and then gently let them out for another five breaths. Do that for a minimum of six times, eight if you can. And then once you do that, if you need to move around just a minute, and then when you uh, sit back down, focus. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another daily podcast of Wisdom Smack. And guess what? I'll see you later. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.